0: Welcome to the All Chats pod with me, Amesha here. And me, James Factor. This podcast will tackle the taboo topic of mental health in a raw, honest and jovial way with two good mates who've met in London talking about their own mental health hiccups with some help from some special guests along the way.
1: Welcome to episode 11. This is the Lockdown 2.0 chat. Here we revisit an episode earlier than we would have expected as we discuss what we've learned from the previous lockdown, the importance of goal setting on mental health, and how to tackle the new normal when it comes.
0: Oh, Jazzy. This is straight from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nah, just some um, online shop where I buy all of these kind of shirts in one place. That is nice. That's all right. Very snazzy. Yeah, my mates and I... All- seem to wear these kind of shirts occasionally when we go out and I we just wear them around the house as well. Peacocking. Peacocking, exactly, yeah. Hey Ben. Yeah, good man, how are you? Uh, I'm all right, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, I don't know, a bit just drained, just completely like, I don't know, I've got some kind of, it's not a bug, so I feel all right, but just been sleeping strangely and uh, feeling that sort of dizzy and a bit not quite right. So I'm a bit worried. <laughs> like, physically, physically ill. Physically, not just not quite right. I've I've still been exercising and doing everything as normal, but not feeling hundred percent. Have you still got the
0: ramifications of COVID?
1: Could well do. Who knows? It's such an unknown entity. Maybe I've got long COVID and it's in a form now which is affecting my sort of stomach and my sleep and my. I, I kind of go in like peaks and troughs. I feel fine and then I'll be like, oh, I'm down.
0: You could have that. Um, you could have the second strand that's coming over from Denmark, from the minks. I saw. I read that earlier today. <laughs> what is that true? <laughs> there's like a there's like a different strand from Denmark coming from. Is it mink? Mink mink oh the material. Oh god! But I don't. No, that's I don't, why they're killing all the mink. Yeah. in Denmark. I don't think it's a very. Um, yeah, I'm unsure how faithful it is, but yeah, tough. Don't read the news. That's why I
1: that's <laughs> today. If you well, it's never good, is it? They always talk about bad things. Never the good things.
0: No, to be fair, you say that though. The good <laughs> things are always hidden. The hidden little gems.
1: That's true, actually. They do. The BBC have little. They're
0: always, they're always at the bottom. They're, yeah, the BBC always have good, good
1: stuff at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, uplifting just stories, just... don't they? At the bottom. If you go down the rubbish, the bad stuff, you find. 100%. A nice... <laughs> it's true. Who knows? Eh? Getting COVID twice in one lifetime would be tough, but I might go for a test soon. I'm going to try and give blood anyway, because that's something I think that they want you to do if you've got it.
0: Before we start, mate, congratulations in order. Patricia had a little baby.
1: I did see that actually. I, I need to wish her congratulations, yeah. That's amazing. Little baby Nico. So mother and
0: child are, are well and at home now. Oh Nico, that's a great name. Nico.
1: Nico Stevens
0: Cadir. Lovely name. Whew. How long have, how long ago was that? Was last that last week. That? Last week.
1: Was it? Yeah. Oh. I feel somehow responsible even though we've done nothing at all. Yeah, I feel I as connect. if we,
0: well, we nudge, we, we nudged the baby out. Just give a little, little push.
1: I feel I feel connected, though, to the, obviously.
0: Uh, I hope she tells Nico when he's older, being like, she spoke on All Chats Pod just a few weeks a few weeks before i giving birth oh, to him. Imagine if we get him on the show when he's old enough. God, imagine. How long do you reckon we're going to do this for?
1: Uh, yeah, of course we could. I reckon we could. To fair, yeah, positive mental attitude, nice. Yeah, the parent we can finally get the that other idea with parents and kids and get Patricia with her kids to be doing the same show and they can talk about their you know their relationships oh, and stuff like that. Oh. God, the possibilities are endless.
0: The second week of November, what have we got
1: here? This is twelve twelve days in. I've just had a shave now and I've left the test. You can't even see it, can you?
0: I think it's dodgy, it's dodgy it's, lighting. It
1: is dodgy lighting. Yeah. Fucking
0: Oh, you can see a little. No, it yeah, yeah, you can a little bit. That doesn't help at all. But it's tough for blondes, isn't it? It's very tough. But I've, I've. Well, this is a show about being honest. But I've still got my. I've got a full beard here, so I haven't shaved. I've shaved obviously the first of November. Oh, yeah. What did you? Why haven't you shaved? So, so this is this is my anxiety here. Every year I've done this, I've like trimmed it every like every day, and the last two years I've like cut too much of it. So, like, so like one time it almost looked like Hitler, like, because I'd like, because i like gone in so hard. Yeah. But I need to just be in the right, right mind frame to do it. So, I've ordered a new razor actually. It's meant to come tomorrow. Yeah.
1: So, hopefully, in the next few days I'll be able to sort it out. Okay, that's good. So, you'll then you'll post it after that, then, won't you? You'll get, but that's, that's
0: this is the big decision. Like, what do I go for?
1: I think. Just looking at you now, it's it's quite prominent already, the handlebar. Yeah. I can, all, I can see it now. You've got this a strong bit here. I would link it all the way down and just get rid of the rest.
0: No, that's very, very wise. I've, I was going to go for a goatee first, and then once you're there, have a break, and then
1: that's, that's a quad to do. Don't, don't miss the Hitler. You know. That's a good point. And the, the opposite of the hit there is basically the whole way down. Yeah, it's
0: true. I've never, I've never done from there. Interesting. Thanks for your advice. Very wise, so, James. I think it will look interesting. I think a lot more people are getting more involved this month
1: because they're not leaving the house. It should be, yeah. It should be a good time to. It should be a good time to do it. Yeah, it's a strange one. How do you how have you been feeling for this month? Yeah, so far?
0: It, it's been okay. i say that, but I feel as if a lot of people are are struggling in the sense of it's not necessarily deja vu, but a lot of stuff has changed since probably previously. So in the summer when it was sunny, and now. So obviously a bit, it's getting dark, like four o'clock. But I think a lot of people—I'd like to think a lot of people have learned yeah. stuff from the first lockdown.
1: Yeah, and I guess it's good—it's got the time limit at least. Whereas the last one, yeah. it was just so—it was just so fluid, wasn't it? And open-ended, you just didn't know how it was going to turn out. What do you think you've learned from the last one to apply um, one
0: now? I think it's quite a few bits. I think like with anything, you're trying to like learn from experience. But so, for example. I'm doing this November challenge where it's like 60 burpees, squats, press-ups, sit-ups a day, and like 60K throughout the month. And I remember during lockdown, I got nominated to do one of those 5K, those 5K runs. And I was just like, I honestly hate yeah. running. And I was probably, I, generally probably from embarrassment, I was like, I don't want to post a timeless driver. I just did like 10 sprints and I just like, yeah, whatever. But I think I was more worried about... Oh, well, and, yeah, and you I just, posted yeah, that to well, make up just, the 5K? Yeah, I said that, I was like, yeah. And then um, I didn't put a time on the Strava. I just just did it. Probably yeah. because I was, like, embarrassed of doing it. But doing this challenge, I was doing a bit every day. And I'm just – I don't care about – like, I think we all get caught up about social media, like, the times and stuff. And I've spoke to a lot of friends before, and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do it, but I don't want to post the times on Strava. But I was like, who cares? Like, no one's going to – no one's going to, like, have a go at you and be like, oh, yeah, you can do better.
1: But, really? So what's up? Do you think that puts people off from doing it from the start? Oh, yeah, that's, that's like the opposite of what it's designed. It's designed to get people out and do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. And then obviously, hopefully, if you keep going out, you'll be an improvement. But like, yeah, for me now, it's like the first week I did a little bit and then the same, like every week I'm just trying to improve on the times and stuff. And if I don't, I don't, but I'm just getting it done. Um, and that's actually, doing this whole challenge is another thing. Of like my inner critic. I was I was aware of it in the sense of, I posted on social media what I was doing. As soon as I posted, I was like, oh, am I doing enough here? Like, I could do something, I could do more. But that was mainly critic, just slaying down, like, slaying anything I, I was doing anyway, rather than, like... And
1: going for
0: it. Rather than, yeah, rather than go for it
1: or not do anything. It's weird the poster because we talked on the last show, like, I don't do that stuff that much. I kind of shy away from it. But it is, it's a good way, it's a good way of putting that kind of pressure, like, that like good pressure on you, isn't it? Because oh, once right, you post but- it, once it's out there and people yeah. are watching it, you kind of have to live up. You, you, you feel like you should live up to it.
0: And even the fact that people are donating, like, there's some people I haven't spoken to in school, it's like 10 years ago. And just someone just, she's like, donated 20 quid. I was like, what the hell? Like, I was like, oh my yeah. God, thank you, thank you so much. was like, yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. And that's probably obviously a bit of like connection of social media, like the good stuff we're saying. But yeah, yeah. like I said, like, it's good kind of having that that pressure from that sort of sense. But yeah, I think there's, there's, there's quite a few bits here and there from lockdown. I think a lot of people do it where they have goals they'll put pressure on themselves like self improving. You've got four weeks now to do something, but it's not it's not a bad thing at all if you don't do anything. Like I actually spoke to my friends yesterday, the day before, and they were like, Well, I feel as if I'm wasting time. And I was like, You're not wasting time at all. Like everybody's life's on pause right now.
1: In what in more sense like they weren't they weren't doing what feeling like they should be doing more with it and that they were just letting it slip by this month. Yeah, I think
0: yeah. A majority of that, but also they were meant to be like traveling now. So I think they're a bit like, um, oh, but was, they're still pretty young. And it's just like, they're putting pressure on themselves being, oh, I should be doing something with my time. But I think this whole, like, gone are the times of making bloody banana bread and stuff in the first lockdown. And like I think a lot of people just just take it within your stride. Like getting up, showering, like doing your work, doing your job, like doing something is more than adequate.
1: Yeah. No more house parties anyway. No, Habs oh, absolutely dead, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I think people aren't going to bother. That's the thing. I was thinking of putting out a little message in the group. So, so I just, for all time's sake, should we have a nice poker game and get on house party? <laughs> and then we can all, because it was fun when we did it. I don't know. I'm torn between getting that stuff going again, just for, you know, just one or two in the time we've got. And then Christmas comes and then you're into that. Or whether we just leave it as it was, you know, like a kind of golden time where it was a bit different. So it's whether. I kind of try and recreate some of the better parts of it or just accept that it's changed now and, you know, just adapt to it as best you can. Maybe not do as much of the um, the quizzes and everything else in the evenings, but apply a few other things like, like in the day, just going one-on-one stuff I'm doing. Meeting people that I would normally not make the time. I'd either be playing rugby or... It's the same stuff from last time, but... This time, yeah. you, you kind of, uh, because there's a time limit, you know it's only four weeks. So actually, I feel like a bit more good pressured into using it socially for that. Because before it was like, oh, it's just going to be here. This could be here for months, you know. What's the rush in speaking to that person now? I'll do it in April, yeah. or I'll do it in May, I'll do it in June. It just kept going. But now, I quite like it. It's a nice time set on it. I do think that's good. And it's healthy, to because you know it's going to come back. We've got the vaccine now. So there is going to be a change to it. Um, so it's just yeah. If you don't use it, fine. But if you've got stuff to go on with, then now's a good time to do
0: it. This lockdown in particular feels if there's a greater focus on like checking in with people and actually speaking to them. I think that's like a big thing that like, just just from reading online or like tips, hints and tips. Everyone's like just checking in on people. Yeah. Which is which is. I know we keep saying it. Like it's unfortunate that like, global pandemics like made people acknowledge that but like this is what we've kind of always said but it is great that that's that's happened and hopefully that was like a lot of things people can carry
1: into yeah, the normal it's the weather though isn't it for me that's the real that's yeah. the real real big difference to
0: it are you still going out and meeting people
1: um or just a call? no i'll go and meet i'll go just have like just those one-on-one walks and stuff i've got it's just just not not many but just sort of a bit scheduled in for it but it sounds like I'm just focused on like exercise and working out. But for me, number one worry, it wasn't, you know, not being able to meet people in pubs. It, it was exercise. Like it's all, it's the starting point of everything that in the, in the past for me, when times haven't been so great, exercise will be one thing that's suffering more likely than not. So just keeping that in the same level has been important. So I've got, you know, myself set up, just bought a few, just a couple more weights to add to, to what I've got, just so I'm, I'm prepared for it. And then if it comes back in January, February, just be set up for that as well. So I'm, I'm more relaxed than I was last time about it.
0: Yeah, because actually the last night before this lockdown, I went to the gym and I've never seen any camaraderie like it. In the gym, like in the changing rooms after, that like, everyone's getting changed and like and this American guy was like, oh man, look after yourself, buddy. Like, come on, we got this. I'll see you soon. And I was like, I've never spent this guy before. <laughs> everyone's so nice and then... <laughs> I like left the gym and two guys were trying to get to the tube station. And uh, he was like, Oh, man, where's the tube station? I was like, Oh, I'm going that way. Like, just come this way. And then we spoke for the whole time. Like, got like a 10, 15 minute walk to the tube station. I walked to all the pubs, obviously, all the pubs around. And like, these blokes just, you could tell that people were just knowing that for a month, they might not see people. Yeah. But it's like socialized. I like to think they would have done that otherwise, but still, like, there's just such a different vibe, but a great vibe.
1: Yeah, that is good. You, that you do notice that. Then you just loads. Everyone's in it together a bit more this time, and they know it's going to be like you'll come out of it afterwards. But um, the weather does make it a bit miserable doing it. I was just doing it in the dark. Now I've just done it now yeah. tonight. Just finished. But, yeah, just on the, on the patio in like the the sad, lonely, single light from outside the house, and just doing it in the dark. Actually that's not I quite liked it. It was cause tonight is quite nice. It was just a clear sky. So I was lying back, you know, looking up. Well mate, I'm a night out. I prefer exercising at night than in the morning. Yeah, I have to do not have to yeah. do that as well. That's why I can't i just have to accept it's gonna be dark when I do it. And when I when I go running, I just find a route that is relatively well lit.
0: I don't mind I that though. I and I do not I f I it from a bit weird, but I prefer working out in winter rather than the summer. I hate <laughs> I hate working out in like hot weather, yeah. I find it really hard just to like I get overly hot and
1: like breathe and stuff. Okay, so that part's been all right for you then. You yeah. haven't suffered, you haven't been too bad with that. So what else? What apart from exercise stuff, have you had any kind of concerns this time with how it might be different for the worse or is it all on cue? I think a big
0: thing for me that I haven't really touched compared to previously was, I think we had like had like two or three like quite big, say big night big night ins with like booze. So remember we had our like end of season two, and that was like unbelievable. But like the next couple of days after was probably one of the worst hangovers I had in like a few years because because I couldn't do anything apart from go for a walk. Just when you're going for a walk, it's like you still feel pretty shit. Whereas say if you're yeah. hungover and like oh you're going into work, like you've got something to take your mind off it. Yeah. From the previous one, I found really hard. And I know loads of people like people are like oh I'm going to be sober for this month. And for me personally, when I've gone teetotal or done something so extreme, I can do it. But then once the, the floodgates open, the floodgates open. So I'd rather just so, take it steady and do a bit of time.
1: Oh, really? So you don't like those whole go clean for the month and then come back? Well, from my
0: experience, I, I've done it and then I've just blown my top afterwards, which mm-hmm. just defeats the object of it. I'd rather make small changes I could probably implement in the future rather than...
1: The, gimm- the gimmicky yeah, dry yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like that's that, just, where yeah. it, it just doesn't
0: change anything in the long run. That's yeah. just what I thought. Um, so I like just limited it. And I think it goes back to a lot of people... A lot of people have these like amazing ideas all like do this for like, i've seen loads of personal trainers put, like a four week four week lockdown challenge and obviously it's like it shouldn't be a four week should hopefully take it on further because you're just gonna if it's just a four week thing you're just gonna blow your top off and potentially go back to worse we started um yeah. and i actually watched quite yeah. a good thing on um if you've seen the playbook on netflix the I haven't, so it's just it's, there's like five or six episodes, but it's like 30 minutes episodes. It's got your mate Mourinho on there as a Spurs fan, um, but basically it's like it's big sports coaches and they give like like their their coaching tips or like life tips as well. And there's one guy in there called Doc Rivers who was an NBA coach, won the NBA championship with Boston Celtics. He's now like Philadelphia. Loads of interesting bits in him, but there's one bit at the beginning where he talks about it when he's a kid. And he goes to school and stuff. And teachers like, "Oh, you've got to write what you want to be when you're older." And he put like professional basketball player. The teacher takes it off him, like, wipes it out, and he's like, "No, no, put something more realistic." Like you're not very good at school. You're always like, you never sit still. Like you're always angry. Like you need to put something more realistic. Gets a chalk and puts professional basketball player again. So teacher loses it, sends him home. He goes home. His dad's like you need to do something more realistic. Like you keep getting into trouble with school, like you keep getting detentions. This isn't the first time you've been sent home from school. Yeah. Walks him back to school and he's like, no matter what, I get what you're saying. That's a great goal. But for this point and this time in your life, you need to lower down the expectations because you're not going to amount to anything. I think it's pretty scaling. And then, um, (laughs) then, so he goes back, he goes back to his dad, walks him to school, goes back to school. And then the teacher gives him the chalk Right so the, the game, what's going to do? He's a professional basketball player. The teacher, like, all the kids start laughing. The dad, like, loses it, walks home. And later on in the night, he just says to him, he's like, sits in, when he comes home, he's like, that's a great goal, and I get what you're saying, but just finish the race. And that's the big thing where he's like, he talks about finishing the race. So he had this dream of being, like, the, the NBA championship uh, winning team with Boston Celtics, had, like, the best players, but he knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. And it just came sort of sort of things like goal setting in the sense of he knew what the end goal was, but his dad was like, make sure you finish it. And a lot of people have these like preconceived ideas, maybe about lockdown. They're like, oh, after four weeks, I want to be able to probably learn Portuguese
1: yeah. fluently.
0: And it's like, wouldn't be realistic, but also if you say you do it, you just, just finish it. Because I think that's the worst thing where you probably set yourself up to do
1: something and you don't get to it. It's easy to throw around.
0: Yeah, yeah, big yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. and
1: stuff, and talking about what you're gonna do and not do. I guess harking back to the social media chat, which we try not to do too much, but it's a double-edged sword, isn't it, with that? Because, like you said, in one in one way, it can kind of manipulate and hide yeah. the reality so that you can make things look much more favourable towards you. Like if you're cheating at <laughs> cheating at scores or you know, strive or something, and cheating yeah. towards something. So that you're cutting corners. And on the other hand, if you call yourself out with it like you've done with this challenge, then it can really hold you to I, I find that I will sometimes just verbalize like an idea or an ambition that I want to do, even I haven't thought it through that much. I'll just say it in front of like friends or something or, or people, just to so they've heard it, because then they will call me out and they'll be like, what happened to that thing back then? And if yeah. they call me out, then fair enough. And I I'm, I'm happy to take that sometimes. There'll be a few ideas that I've had in the past, like going to America to play, you know, for Atlanta in this rugby in the major league. And I tried yeah. to plan it and get towards it. And at the last minute, I basically kind of sort of bottled out of it and didn't go through with it. And I'm, I'm glad that people that are friends I've got will call me out on that and, and mention yeah. stuff like that, because it's right that that happens, but I still wouldn't want to not verbalize what I'm thinking and, because occasionally, you know, you, you're going to hold yourself to one of them. So
0: sometimes, like... sometimes you need that extra pressure, or like, you need that extra push from other people. Sometimes, don't get me wrong. I think, I think so. Yeah. People to get on your get on your chip and be like, oh, "Do you remember
1: you said you do that?" But yeah. Yeah, you need someone to know about it, don't you?
0: Has there ever been a time where you've like set a goal, not met, it, and
1: kind of like beat, you, beat yourself up for it, like mentally? Um, that example with Atlanta. Yeah is probably, it's the biggest one, I think, because previously I uh, haven't reached a goal, but it wasn't because of lack of anything on my part. It's a lot, I've, and I, I can, I basically forgive myself a lot easier with those moments. I don't mind, like it's obviously, you know, crushing or whatever, it's not, if you don't get what you want, but if I've known that I've basically just established each sort of building block, I, just in the rugby example, like, Training and stuff and playing, I had this long term injury with my right shoulder. And I knew that, like, it wasn't just a hobby for me to do this because each time you're kind of putting that injury at risk. And if you make it worse, that could be it for you know, later in life, you could get really serious issues with it. So it was just like a checklist of things you that I was doing in terms of rehabbing it, eating right, training properly to kind of make sure that if something did go wrong, that my that I could live with it. Yeah. If you see, what I mean, that I, I says so it wasn't looking at in an aspiration, it wasn't focusing on the aspiration. It was just focusing on what I could control. And then if I've cleared those each day, and I just do it again and just repeat the days, then that's enough for me. And then just let if it happens, it happens. But if if not, then that's that's fine. But with the Atlanta thing, that was that was different because I I'd done all the work. I'd sort of researched the teams. I got in touch with the coaches. I'd lined up basically the move and everything that, you know, the accommodation, it wasn't quite what I was imagining, but it was 45 minutes outside of Atlanta in the middle of nowhere, but at least I'd be in the States trying to play for this position. Um, and I just made a decision to not do it. And I weighed up stuff and I'll think about that a lot more than other things. And, one, and you just wondered only, and it's the only one I really have. I just, I do wonder what that might've turned into and, if i have gone down that way. But. I
0: think everyone has what-ifs, I don't know. They? they always have what-if moments in life, but it's good how you, you have that mentality of taking control of everything you can control. I Don't get me wrong, like you can have a goal and it might not work out because of external factors, but it's pretty good how you've been able to understand that you've got to
1: control everything internally, or you can. you had a time, Mesh, when you've had, uh, either set yourself an unattainable goal and you tried to get there and couldn't attain it and had to deal with that?
0: The first time I actually went about like setting any goals was, was like final year of uni. So I obviously came back from a year abroad and I just kinda of said to myself that like, I like academic goals of like hitting a two one. I wanted to make sure I like earned my nights out. So like I didn't want to go on a night out if I hadn't done like enough coursework and stuff. Um I was grateful I, I like I passed those both for fine calls, but I think I, I hit some real unrealistic like sporting goals. So obviously I was like, Oh, I want to smash uni, but a uni, ball, also smash, like, finally, playing, like, first in rugby at uni. Yeah. And obviously, the power of three, like, looking back at it now, I do, do laugh, but when I set them, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, like, this is going to kill it. But the three goals I had were, this was like, all the se- whole season, score three hat-tricks, end three people's matches, either by, like, getting them sent off or getting them injured, and then be on the losing side no more than three times. And I was not... I, I think I was the only one that I was close to. I think I lost my like five times or six, maybe, but like, that was the only one I was anywhere near close to. And then, and that like little stuff, I never, I never changed those goals. Even like throughout half the season, where I was like, "This is unachievable." <laughs> Hurt my hamstring. I was injured for like a, like a few weeks and stuff. Obviously, get back to fitness, yeah. I'm working my back up again. And <laughs> I didn't. I never changed those goals. And I remember like at the end of the season, I was just. I think probably throughout the whole season, I was beating myself up because I was going nowhere near these goals that I thought were realistic when obviously in hindsight were nowhere near
1: realistic. Yeah. Where did it come from then, that that power three, the sign of three, do you think?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I just, I like to think I'm quite like, I'm an ambitious person, but probably in that sense, I wasn't realistic. And I knew like, I was glad I gave myself some targets, but obviously they weren't anywhere near what they should have been. And obviously I get like two personal, two personal goals and obviously – the, the last one was a team thing, which obviously I'm grateful I was closest to that. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just kept beating myself up and like, especially throughout the year, I was like, oh am I not working hard enough? But I was probably working too hard in the sense of like getting injured at the gym and stuff as well.
1: What's um what's your goal setting like now? It sounds like this was before you went through the boxing process and you had that kind of moment where you you realised you were putting a lot of, you know, the pressure on you was was huge. And then you kind of recalibrated what success is and then what, you know, perspective on those targets. How do you approach it now compared to then?
0: Um, I've always, I even from that point, I don't know about you, I've always, I've always known about goal setting and people always talk about, all oh, the importance of it. But I never really, I never really acknowledged it. But now I actually have like a journal and I try and do that like once a week. But I actually looked at it last week, a few targets I put at the like beginning of the year and quite grateful I I probably achieved more at like this probably middle of this last lockdown which is great and obviously gave yourself a pat on the back but yeah I don't think I've ever acknowledged the importance of it until probably like the last couple of years and it does give you a great sense of like inner achievement once you've hit them but yeah it's another one of those things that you always hear about people saying oh you should set goals whether it's like professional or personal but I never really thought anything of it but once you start doing it it's another thing that actually it does
1: actually help you. Especially from a mental health, well, from a mental health approach, because that's the kind of, the mistake, isn't it, is that you approach it from an all or nothing, you know, success is everything within the goals. If you're thinking of it in those terms, then um, it's probably not helpful. But then if you're thinking about it as a mental health, as an exercise and carrying out, getting towards it, that's a much more constructive way of getting on board with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think a big thing that probably I never did it before was, obviously you have these long-term goals, but you never, quite often people don't write their short-term goals to get to that point. So I would just be getting frustrated at myself for not getting anywhere close to the long-term goals, but not really having any structure to get to that point. Yeah, that's true. So you, so you just beat yourself up and like, obviously you don't put a time, quite often, I don't like to put a time frame on it, but then you just begin to think like, oh, I'm actually making any advancements. So the
1: little ones that you've written down, are they smaller ones within big or are they the big ones that you've you've ticked off throughout the year?
0: A bit of both. Like now I've done, yeah, a lot of the bigger ones are actually done. I'd like, did in lockdown, stuff like, like personal finance and stuff, which is great, but now it's just trying to reassess and set more. But I don't know, what's your, what's your relationship with goal setting. I want to know what they yeah. are now. I'm intrigued. i see if I'm setting this the is... right
1: things for myself or not.
0: No, no. Well, like, I th- I'm i of a personal opinion, but obviously, this is all being like, open and honest. I think goals should actually be personal to you. Yeah. And I think, because sometimes this, and I don't know we we spoke about it earlier where we we're like, oh sometimes you need someone to like give you that push from behind. But I think goals are the one thing that people should keep personal.
1: I agree, actually. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I'm happy to tell you, don't be wrong, but I think you need to you need to keep something to close to your chest. I believe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think I, well, especially with so the long, I think with the bigger ones because I I kind of have that in my mind. They're things that they're like lifetime things. So. Yes in a way it's not that helpful to have those because you then keep putting it off like the, the, the steps towards it. You think oh, I'll do that step next time, you know, cause it's looking in the future, but it's good to just have those in place. Cause again, like if with goal setting, as you were saying about it, for me, it's, it's not about getting, it's not the end goal itself. It's like having something to orbit around. And so your yeah. daily life and everything else you're doing is just generally gravitating towards these kind of bigger things. And then after you've set that, you don't have to think about them too much, which I quite like that part of it. But in terms of like smaller, like the yearly things and doing that, um, I do have, I've just got one kind of rule that I kind of keep to myself each year. Is, and I've tried to, looking back, I think I've done it on and off every year since like start of university. And I, it's just to be at one point in a room and just think, what, what the hell am I doing here? idea <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's actually a genuine like and just think to yourself like what am I doing in this like put yourself just get out of your comfort zone just once in a year go to go to something be in a room and just think I'm not sure what's going
0: yeah that's great though that's when you yeah, see the know. most development
1: you do that's yeah where you
0: see the most development if you do yeah
1: yeah and it's not it gets harder I think to do it. as you get deeper into work and other things it gets harder to keep on shaking that kind of thing shaking that up
0: that's really good that you've actually got like a list or like a structure to actually do that once. Yeah. Just once a Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, yeah. like I kind of leave it organic. It obviously doesn't always happen, but yeah, it's good that you've got that.
1: Yeah. But apart from that, like I don't have, I think if I set them that I wouldn't really, it wouldn't be the be all and end all if I got to them or not in like a short term kind of process. It's more, it's more just, just keep the ball rolling on things. Like just, it's, it's get easy to get to beat yourself up if like for us like on a Sunday like if you haven't quite done if you just haven't pushed one area of your interests in life it's easy to get on top of yourself if you just have pushed the dial just a little bit in a direction that's enough for me really and then anything else on top of that is a benefit but it's just do those little things like you were talking about and then let the big things just take care of themselves yeah
0: so true I think and also like in terms of goal setting, a lot of people just a lot of people keep goal setting just to a professional environment rather than a personal. And yeah. like I get it, like professional environment I think is great in trying to see some sort of development and like an appraisal or something. But people often don't put it in their personal life. Yeah. Which I think people should start considering if they haven't already.
1: going back to lockdown now, I don't find it as easy to to take each day as it comes now, partly because time as a kind of, the way I can build it up and, you know, plan it and you go into work and come back, so you've got those divisions, they're not as clear, they're not as clear now, so, and then we don't know if things are going to go back to normal or whether there won't be a normal when we come out and how it's going to look, so it's very hard to grasp the moment, the now sort of the moment in the same way that, um, that I thought I was sort of better at doing previously. So that's one change, I guess, with what's going on so far.
0: Yeah, I think I found it quite tough. Maybe at weekends rather than weekdays. Because obviously I've got, like, look great if I've got work during the week. I know we've only had one weekend, but I was, like, kind of struggling to yeah. feel the time. You know what I mean? And I know like, it's obviously great like, when the football's on, but still, even so, I'm just like, oh. I don't know, like, that's kind of why I've done this challenge as well, to get me out of bed, because the last few weeks I've been struggling to get out of bed and I know I'm not as good as you in terms of like setting structure but I think everyone needs kind of needs that
1: now and then that's more important now than it was in the first lockdown So you were aware of that from from last time and that's why you're doing this challenge in a sense more so
0: Yeah together. definitely yeah 100% I've still been working out since the beginning of the first lockdown but yeah I think just having that structure because that's a weird thing where it's like even now, I could be like, "Oh, I don't need to wake up in the morning and do it because I've got loads of time in the evening to do it." But I'm like, "No, I need to actually get in the morning, and get into routine." Because say, 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 if we can go back to the office in December, January, you don't want to be
1: such a big body shock. Yeah. Have you thought much about that? That normal next year?
0: Uh, <clears throat> yes and no. I think I think that's the hope that's keeping me going. I think everyone kind of needs some sort of hope, and I think that's a big thing for us for me personally to like cling on to like it's not going to be as normal as it was before I'm not kidding ourselves but I think you've got to have some sort of optimism that at least just being able to see people like that's the thing and just like socialising and I think we mentioned this before in the in like from our first lockdown we probably we don't really miss boozing we miss socialising you just miss being with your mates yeah. and like a lot of you as well and obviously you, you've got to be hopeful that it could come around sooner rather than later
1: what do you mean when you say that in the future like it won't be back to quite the way it it was before do you mean sort of ever or within the next time
0: yeah I, I wouldn't say ever I'd like to think maybe this time next year or like this time next summer but I mean you never to know do you? but I still yeah I, I hopefully fingers crossed will be able to go back to normal at some point next year
1: yeah yeah I
0: hope so is there anything you've learned from the first lockdown that you've kind of taken into stride
1: this time I think i am a more relaxed, um, yeah, because I can see an endpoint. That's so important for me, really. It's it's quite a different experience because, I, like again, we'll reiterate that you know, lucky to be working in the day. That's a big thing. If pe- for people who were unlocked, oh, sorry, were um, furloughed, and who in the summer really felt that difference in the day yeah. when they could plan things a bit more socially or even just go out by themselves and enjoy being outside. I can imagine that's really tough because that's kind of something you thought you would never have to really sort of go through again. But having, having the work been there as a constant throughout, I don't think it's, um, it's going to be, it's not as much of a shock this time. When I heard it, I, I was just kind of like, okay. The only thing I do think actually now is, I guess everyone will think this to an extent is that, looking back on the lockdown time, like obviously we've done this show, which I'm really, I'm proud of, you know, that we've had this as a kind of focal point mm. we can just think about things and, and get others involved, which has been great. But then I do now think, Oh, it's only four weeks now. What am I going to, I know what I've got. I've got the time there. What am I, I going to do? Um, Speaking of languages and that kind of person, I've actually tried started learning French as well. In oh, nice. So <laughs> that's like just a few lessons a day. So, but it's, I wouldn't have. I thought. I think to myself, well, why didn't I do that back in March? I could have got a lot further by this time. I just didn't. It didn't really occur to me to use that time, I guess, as in the in most productive way. Yeah. Didn't feel like it was, you know, going to end at any point. It just felt like it was going on the whole time. So I kind of look back on that now and think, oh, I might have done a bit more or or planned something else. But I think everyone's going to feel that way.
0: Yeah, cool. I think it's human nature, and especially when it gets the new year, when you're kind of like. At that point every year, you always reflect on what you've done this year. There's even moments I've had of been like, oh, what have I done? But this is something that I know you are as well. I'm both pretty proud of that we've kind of set up. And it's something that we've always wanted to do. And obviously, we've got to be grateful that COVID and lockdown has given us the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Because who would have known if we'd have done it otherwise? And I don't know about you, but this has definitely helped me mentally in the sense of like grasp a lot of things. And just from speaking to you, and I think I'm quite excited of the potential. I'm grateful that I've It's taken 29 years to kind of like get a grasp of it. But I'm quite excited about
1: what I can do now. Now I know I have a better stranglehold of it. Have you felt it filtered back into your daily life now after you've done, say you get off a recording and we've talked about something. Oh, 100%. And and then the next week, do you you feel that kind of, not cleansing, but yeah, that closure on a little part that you've silenced for that time and now you can move on from things?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it'd be like the next week, but definitely... Definitely the immediate light as soon as the cause as calls done. And I think, yeah, I'd, I'd hope you probably have the same opinion to an extent, but it just feels yeah. just, the conversations that we're having here, you'd like to hope a lot of other people are having during lockdown. Exactly. That's,
1: That's what I was thinking about.
0: I know it's a cliche of like the weight off your shoulders, but just knowing that you're not the only one who feels like this.
1: Yeah, I hope that, I hope it has made that change for for other people. If there's only this one change to come out of it, just like obviously not, you know, a live, a podcast broadcast, but at least just like a, a scheduled chat with someone.
0: How have you, how have you felt over these past months, like having these conversations, these chats as well?
1: They, yeah, they've been, they've been hugely helpful, I think, and daunting at the same time. So, but get but get they get less daunting each time. And then speaking to other people who have come on has been very helpful because then you kind of reaffirm that other people have these different uh, hiccups at different times and, they put yours into perspective a bit as well. So, as divulging into them, you're also talking to other people about theirs, which is, which is great. So, I think throughout this lockdown, it's it's been something that you always get a bit nervy before doing, and then when you're doing it and after you've done it, it's very cathartic, and it's, it's a great process that I hope we can keep doing.
0: When you have like the fear of doing something at the beginning, I think that's a good sign. A lot like everyone says like butterflies in the stomach is a good sign because it actually in the long run, you know, actually means something to yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I know, I don't mean to come across like, pushy your edgy during the week when I'm texting you, but quite often when I'm texting you to lock in a date to chat, it's probably because I've had a shit, shit time and stuff. So it's something to not just look forward to, but something to know I need to get off the chest. Um, that's why during lockdown, like I've had moments where I've struggled. Yeah. But it's the same thing with you. It's, this has helped so much. And hopefully the same for people listening. I hope
1: so. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? I, we've, heard from a few people who've said that they've really been grateful that something like this has sparked at least a kind of atmosphere where it's, it's people are able to do more of that in their own circles as well, not just on the show. So that's, that's a great thing to know that that is, it's having that positive effect for at least some people anyway, and pushing that forward to talk.
0: Yeah. It's not like, my work's got quite a big office culture. And then it's even just like just just chatting to people on like the stairwell or like chatting to people when you go in the lift. Like those sort of like little human like social conversations you have, they're not really there at the moment. Or especially if it's like people not on your team. So I think that's the big thing that I think people miss and also just probably get better, you know,
1: That's the kind of thing I fear actually when they go back to work. Yeah. And a little bit of both. Yeah, a little, a little bit of uh, looking forward to it, and also a bit wary of it as well. That's just that's just in general of the of normal coming back. I had a very weird reaction when when it was announced. I saw the vaccine news, and I read it, and I kind of digested it, and you know, I kind of took on board that it meant basically it all goes well. This is going to be pretty normal come May June, and obviously, it's, I think my first reaction was you know. Oh, that's great. You know, we can go back to the new normal, but just a weird part of me also just had this kind of dread of it. Because like, I just, you just don't know what it's going to be like. And by the time you get into it and you you, you will forget, we won't forget about this, but it will become the past. I think it will become what it was. And I don't think we'll go through touch wood, something like it again in the future. But that transition period back into it, Uh, I think I can see, yeah, being overwhelming for me those first few weeks figuring out because it leads to more self-reflection, I think. Because at the moment, like, we've we've done a bit of it during this podcast and, you know, with fixing things and just talking through things that we've been thinking for a while. And I feel like we've done that. And these talks now become easier each time to do it. The first one, as we were saying earlier, this was tough. It was really tough to just get on. So I've always thinking of the people who've come on and don't have much, haven't done something like this before. Yeah. Like how good effort for them to do that and go through with it. But going back into the normal, I think could bring up a whole new wave of self reflection. At least for me, I can see myself thinking about, you know, old lifestyle habits and stuff like, am I going to still do that? Is it a particular time for definitely both of us? Are we still happy with the lifestyle that yeah. was going with, and if not, which bits of it might we change? So it's just it's just going to be a time of reflecting on the the, new, the normal we want to come out of it. Really.
0: And I like to think it'll be a gradual process anyway. It won't be just like one day where there's no more. So there won't <laughs> no more social distancing. But yeah, I think I, st-
1: yeah. I still worry for the British public, like that are just going to lose their ads. They will. They'll definitely will. That summer, I am excited about if it is back to normal. Normal. Yeah,
0: that would be. Yeah, it would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? But,
1: but it will be overwhelming as well. But I, I think I hope they do wean it in slowly, so it goes to six, and then ten, and then up to fifty.
0: That'll be a momentous occasion. The police, the police force will be out. They'll have their hands tied. They'll be getting involved. Yeah, yeah. They'll, actually, be, yeah.
1: they'll be dancing as well.
0: That little bit of uncertainty, but like, over when the vaccine and stuff, it'll always that'll always be everyone's worry everyone's still going to have that sort of sceptical nature to themselves but I mean you've just kind of got to be positive haven't you and hope for the best is there any other hobbies as well as your French speaking and listening that you've been taking up
1: yeah well my five minutes a day on Duolingo trying to get to I don't even know if it's going to just
0: keep at it you got, you got, I hope this time next year we'll do an episode in French i got got a B in GCC so. I, I didn't
1: even do it I, I think I went to German so that's quickly so that will be one of our that'll be one of our goals for 2021 <laughs> to get the friendship there you go. but I've been um getting into a lot more of just listening to um like Brian Cox and Stephen Hawking and the the universe and nice. I don't know what I've never had interest in that before like at all I'm not a sciencey person don't really find it interesting and I've just started to really make it, have a connection with it and I don't understand like quite a lot of it but the bits that I kind of pick up about like where the the universe started, how it's come about, where it might go, and then what that means for us as well as people. I think it's all it's all about just getting outside of your own head, and that's that's a, in terms of from a mental health perspective and what mindfulness is doing. This is kind of along those lines, where it's about just getting away from the from the self and the ego, because it's and yeah. so easy to get so wrapped up in your your own issues and just your life in general and to not take that step back and i think when i'm listening to basically how insignificant we are in a whole load of ways like in terms of like time we've been here and what's going on elsewhere it sounds like it should be a real downer but i actually find it very like releasing it's just soothing to know that to know that you are a tiny part of this huge structure and i just think the more Finding out about it, it's something that if you're in a bad moment, or if you're feeling like sleep, for example, is a great one. Recently, if I'm in that, if I'm struggling to do that, I just put myself outside of the world, basically, and just think about like the universe a bit. And it sounds like you know cheesy hope story, but it's. uh,
0: Have you got um, Have you got glow in the dark stars on your on your roof? Your bed?
1: get them stuck up there get the galaxies there. but I am going to get this is I speak to a friend about this um, I am interested I'm going to get a telescope I think oh nice it's obviously we're not you know going to turn this into a, a physics podcast and talking about it but if anyone I would I would recommend if anyone is if they're not getting on board with like the mindfulness stuff or something then just have a look Brian Cox just have a listen to some him talking about the universe that's mental health remedy do uh do aliens exist factor apparently they are very likely to I admit,
0: yeah i'm i'm i <laughs> do you think that we've
1: got a story to tell <laughs> we're
0: not the only species in the whole solar system we can't we be. can't be
1: can't be can't i don't be, know if you call
0: them aliens but there's there's other living beings out there
1: yeah they think i think so i think they think it's nearer than it might be on one of the moons of saturn i think that there's the conditions potentially for it so it might be nearer
0: than we do. Like, when you're a kid, people used to be astronauts. That's why you want to be an astronaut. It's like, go for a pint with the aliens from Mars Attacks. Or Men in Black. <laughs> right, triple threat round, flip coin. The loser has to tell a song, a story, a joke. You keep calling it, but I'm going to call it this time, I think. Okay. Oh, shit. Heads. Oh, fuck's sake, Tails. What does that mean? That's me. Um, See you again? Oh, tough, mate. Tough, man. I'm I'm running out of material.
1: Um, I could stay
0: awake just to hear you breathing watch you smile while you are sleeping while you're far away and dreaming i could spend my life in this sweet surrender i could stay lost in this moment forever where every moment spent with you is a moment of treasure forever and ever I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because i miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. See, when I dream of you, the sweetest dream will never do. I still miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Nice, sweet. Well done. I only did that because of Armageddon and talking about your old, uh, what do you recall it? Your astronomy and
1: all that. Uh, the space stuff. Is that what sparked it? Just tying it all in. Please like and share us on Twitter and Instagram at All Chats Pods.